Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Our house is your house. Welcome inside the sports cage on Saskatchewan Sports Radio, 620 CKRM. It's 533, joined on the Western Pizza Hotline by the Cutler voice of your Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Luke Mullinder. And uh, Luke, it's been a very, very busy week when it comes to CFL free agency. I mean, uh, nothing's official yet, of course, because we have to wait until next week until the pen is actually meeting the paper because the official day of free agency does not open up until uh, the, the 13th of February. But uh, just as a landscape, as a whole, as a bird's eye view, what have you uh, made of uh, this week's transactions that are to be? Well, you know, I think that we'll start in the locker room, right? Every team um, always has to make an effort to sign the guys that they think are part of their core. Um, There's been a a few successes here already this offseason, just in the locker room alone. I think that getting Lacombo and Onyeka back um, under contract, that was fantastic. I mean, they're two very talented Canadians. Both guys are going to contribute on special teams. And I'll tell you what, from what we've seen of them in the game, when they go in there, there's not a huge drop-off uh, with either one of them, right? I mean, they haven't gotten a ton of sustained playing time. But from what you see, though, they can hold their own. I think that Roland Milligan, if they keep him healthy this year, uh, I think he's going to be an all-star. I thought that last year, but unfortunately he was uh, he was hurt. And uh, Sean Bain Jr., again, another you know, really important piece of the puzzle. And with an offensive coordinator coming in like Mark Mueller, um, I think that you've got to get agile weapons around that guy, right? Um, yeah. He doesn't have a ton of experience as an offensive coordinator, so let's, let's load him up with talent. So whatever he does roll out, there's guys on the chessboard that are exceptional. And I think that Sean Bain is one of those guys. So excited about the guys in the locker room for sure, Dinger. And the guys outside the locker room, now, again, I'll say this is not official yet. We have to wait until next week. But as soon as I saw the news of A.J. Ouellette running back from the Toronto Argonauts, as soon as I saw that news of him signing with the green and white next week, I immediately thought of Luke Mullinder because I I know you love his game. Yeah. Obviously, I'm a big believer in running the football. I think that... You've got to be able to control the tempo in any game, especially when you look at this team over the last two years. They've lost a lot of those games in the last three minutes, right? And one of those, the way to win those that last three-minute game within a game is by being able to control the clock, being able to keep possession on offense. And I know that everybody loved Jamal Morrow. I did too. I thought J-Mo was a heck of a player. But I really think that Roulette, and if they can find a way to get Hickson on the roster at the same time, I think that's a great thunder and lightning combination that, again, we're going to have some tools and some variety in there in an offensive approach. So A.J. Roulette, I mean, he comes with pedigree. He comes with uh, ability. Um, there, there's, that was a great signing. Um, the other signings I really like, uh, listen, and again, you're right, Zinger, right? None of these are, are set in stone. Mm-hmm. You get a guy like J- J- um, Jamarcus Hardrick 
who's been to the last four great cups, the the locker room presence of a guy like that alone is going to be and and he's still got some game left. So I really like that signing. Jameer Thurman was the most unexpected news. Um, I think that anybody got in Ryderville, but it was great news. And take the ability to make a tackle and make a play out of it. What we get out of Jameer Thurman is a guy that knows what Corey Mace is going to do schematically. This guy comes in, and him and Corey Mace are already on the same page. When you have a new head coach that's calling his, his first defense as a head coach, you're going to need guys who know what's happening, guys who know what the expectation is, guys who know the ins and outs of the team. And Jameer Thurman is a perfect hit, um, hit there. It was a huge win for Jeremy O'Day and the staff to get him in there because, again, the faster you're able to develop your defense in training camp, the faster you're able to get guys to buy in, the more success you're going to have. I have a feeling that especially this team, you've got to start fast in 2024, and, and Jameer Thurman was, was a great get. Adam O'Clair, this guy, Zinger, he's going to be in the prime of his career when he gets to Ryder Nation. He's got a huge opportunity to go out and compete for that Will linebacker spot. We already know that it's a Canadian spot, and now it can potentially stay like that with O'Clair. He's got some ability. He started a ton of games last year for the Red Blacks as well. And then you look at um, Jalen Cooper-Edwards out of B.C., Ryder Nation is not going to recognize him as a huge name, but when you look at the BC Lions defense last year, the one thing that you can see with whatever player was on that defense is they were physical, but they were really good tacklers, especially in the secondary. And I'm excited about Jalen Cooper Edwards coming in here. He's got the ability, but more importantly, if we look again, last year especially, when it came down the stretch, I mean, we were missing a ton of tackles out there, right, Zinger? Yeah. So a guy who, who has that ability to come in, set the tone physically in training camp, again, right now I know the pen has to hit the paper, but Zinger, there haven't been too many mistakes made by Jeremy O'Day so far. It looks good. And, again, uh, I think that Corey Mace, uh, everybody talks about him being a leader of men. I think he's got a decent staff around him. There feels like there's a lot of momentum, and, and I think that right now everybody's just sort of anticipating getting to May and getting a look at these guys in training camp. Yeah, really amped up about that signing as well. Uh, defensive back from the BC Lions, Jalen Edwards Cooper, because, yeah, we don't have Nick Marshall anymore. Remember that, so we have to right. kind of plug in place and find our next guy there. Right, and, there's, and you know what? There's going to be some good guys coming back, right? I mean, you, you've still got uh, Amari Henderson. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure if they're going to get Jeremy Clark back, but there's still guys in that locker room that can play. And, again, you've got to have that. So you're checking a lot of boxes here with the five guys that they already sort of won in that window. And now, I guess, well, not I guess, now the, the battle is to round out your staff but manage the cap at the same time, right? Figure out which guys fit in the locker room with um, with the cap that you have left. I, I don't think Adam O'Claire came at a high number, and I think that that's a huge advantage. And, and when you have a guy who, who who is in the prime of his career and has that opportunity to really open some eyes, I mean, the sky's the limit for O'Claire. 
Uh, Luke, it's Ryan McNally here. I uh, just wanted to uh, circle back to your point about Jamarcus Hardrick. I mean, this offensive line has struggled, no doubt, the last two years. Uh, I guess offensive line speaking, uh, how big is he when it comes to, uh, as you mentioned, four straight Grey Cups and uh, really helped that Winnipeg Blue Bomber, I call him the brick wall because there was nothing touching uh, Zach Caleros there for a few years. Right. You know, the important thing, McNally, is that when you look at the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the thing that made them so successful, the things that the things that made Kyle Walters so successful and that whole staff there, they built it up front. They won games in the trenches on the offensive and defensive line. And Hardrick, his reputation is not where it is because everybody watched Stanley Bryant. Stanley Bryant is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's one of the best players to ever play in this league, no matter, never mind just being on the offensive line. But Hardrick, I did a ton of, because I actually, it was funny, four years ago, I didn't think Hardrick would be where he is now. I really didn't. I I thought that he might be a guy to play for a few years um, and then he's out of the league. But he's turned it around. And one of the things I really like about him is he plays mean. He's got a great personality. He's one of the guys that Winnipeg built their core around. He's got an amazing personality. He's really engaging. But when I watch him on the field for the Blue Bombers, he was mean. He plays mean. He plays physical. And that's what you need up front, that you need an identity on your offensive line. And I think that if you looked at the last two years here, one thing that you didn't say about the Saskatchewan Rough Riders was they had that mean physical identity. And I think guys like Charger get you there. And again, they're going to gravitate towards the guy. He's been to the last four great cuts. That comes with pedigree. And more importantly, Harder comes in here expecting to get back. Right? I'm really happy for him because, again, I didn't think he was going to get here. He deserves a big payday. He got it. But, man, he's going to come into that locker room and he's going to set the bar immediately. And, and the more guys you get in the locker room like that, again, I'll go back to Jameer Thurman, the guy who's going to know the system, the quicker you're able to, to get together as a locker room, buy into each other, and go out and play fast. Luke, who else should uh, the Riders be targeting here uh, down the stretch? Wow. Well, I mean, here, here, my belief is that you go for the best guys out there, right? Um, I know that guys like Eddie Emmy Berglund were, uh, have been signed by Montreal. There was a ton of guys out there that, that have been signed. I really, I really had my mind set on maybe getting Ben Flattick and changing the ratio up front. But right now, again, what you got to remember, McNally, is, is J.O., as, as well as he's done, he's spent money to get to where they are right now. And so he's got to play with the dollar figures now and the rest of the guys out there. So despite there being some big names still out there, I, I don't think you go out. I think that right now you've got to get depth in that locker room. You've got to get some guys that are going to win on special teams for you. And, 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 and again, sign the guys that are currently in your locker room, right? You've done great to go and get some winning pieces. I mean, look at that. You've got, you've got Hardrick, Thurman, and, and A.J. Ouellette. Those are championship pieces. Those are championship guys, right? So now what you got to do is you got to figure out, okay, who is on a really good trajectory in this locker room? Let's get them locked in. Now and let's get some playbooks out to these guys so they know the system coming into camp. Right. Let's get playbooks in people's hands. Let's start moving forward. And May, we can circle that. Let's start back in training camp. So, again, it's not about the big names right now. 
Right now, you need to lock in your core. There's still some guys out there. And keep in mind, Ryder Nation, there's some guys that have been signed and they'll get announced on the way here. So we might get some nice surprises along the way, but I think that right now it's focusing on some of the guys that are in the locker room and then building around some depth pieces that are going to help you win those close games and especially on special teams. This is Luke Mullender, the color voice of your Saskatchewan Rough Riders on the Western Pizza Hotline. And speaking of core pieces and stuff, Luke, Anthony Lanier II looks like he's going to be moving back inside at defensive tackle. You harped on it all year last year. Do you think this is kind of a foundational uh, starting point for this Riders defense if it wants to be uh, as successful as they plan? Anthony Lanier is one of the most dominant guys um, physically if he's playing interior tackle. Um, listen, I understood getting your most, getting the most out of your guys last year. I hated that he was out on the edge. I was very vocal about that in certain games. Um, and you saw it. When he went inside, he was a different player. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy that he's going back inside. And I'm happy for him because I really think that he made a lot of sacrifices last year. I mean, I remember talking to him around the end of the year. And here was a guy that knew what he made. He knew what his expectations were. But he didn't want to necessarily say, man, I just didn't feel comfortable out there, right? Like, he gave it his all. And and you know what? I'm glad that they brought him back. More importantly, I'm glad that they're putting him in the right spot because I'm telling you, if he stays healthy, I know he's getting a little, he's a year older, but if he stays healthy, uh, that that is a potentially uh, a dominating force on the inside. And again, you've got, you've re-signed the guy like Shaw Beldebeer, right? You've got some depth there. Keep working on bringing the guys back that fit systems. And remember, the nice part about Lanier now, now that he has been on the edge, the one thing that you did see, you didn't see the football IQ out there at defensive end from a CFL perspective, but what you did see is athleticism. And we have to remember that Corey Mace, I mean, he came from the same school as a guy like Devon Cabrick. And when you look at Corey Mace's scheme with the Argonauts, that was a scheme that demanded athleticism, that when they needed to, they could they could stunt, they could twist, they could loop you, or if they needed to beat you one-on-one, they could do that too. So the more guys you can get that are athletically fit to move around and be agile in a scheme, the better. And I think Lanier is going to flourish under Corey Mace. Yeah, and I want to talk about the free agents from other teams on the uh, on uh, the other side of the break uh, next segment. But uh, you, you mentioned Corey Mace, of course, not only the new head coach for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, he is the new man in charge of the defense. So you've probably been asked this before, Luke, on, on, on these airwaves, but what kind of defense uh, can Rider Nation expect with this Corey Mace-led squad? I don't want to – I don't want to uh... – I don't want to – it's hard. I really like Jason Shivers. Mm-hmm. I really did uh, as a person. I think that I think that he's going to be a good fit in Edmonton because it's going to take some pressure off him. But the one thing that I didn't see in, in a Jason Shivers' defense, especially over the back half of the last two years, was accountability. Um, that's the thing about Corey Mace. I think that guys guys want to play for this guy, but guys also want to be accountable for guy, uh, to guys like Corey Mace. Um, so I think that what you're going to see is you're going to see a fast flowing defense, but more importantly, you're going to see accountability. And that's why it's important to bring guys like Jameer Thurman in, right? Because they understand what's expected in a Corey Mace defense. And more importantly, they understand what's expected of a championship defense. I just, sometimes you got the feeling that Jason Shivers guys had a lot more rope than they probably should have had. And I'll give you an example. And I've seen this happen in locker rooms. If you have a young guy 
right? When you're, if you have a young guy and you ask this young guy, um, second and seven, to, to, to take the hook throw responsibility mm-hmm. in the defensive scheme, and that young guy instead bails back, tries to help the safety, which is not right, and they get, and they get to the curler, they get to the hook, they get a first down, they can and it. That young guy in some defensive rooms gets ripped in front of the entire defense. And here's, my, here's where I make an example. If that same young guy who just sees his, his, himself get ripped, right, and understands it, he's going to take the coaching and says, you know what, I deserve that. I was out of place. But if that guy, young guy sees a veteran go out there in the same play, in the same type of situation, and make the same mistake, and nobody says anything to the veteran, you've lost that young guy in the locker room for the rest of the year. And I just feel... Like, there was more rope afforded to certain players in that secondary specifically, um, and I think it hurt the team. So that's the one thing I'm looking for. I'm not looking for big plays. I'm not looking for 35 turnovers a game, right? I'm looking for guys and a defense that is willing to be accountable to one another because, again, it's accountability that wins those three-minute drills. It's accountability that gets you that last third and four stop. Right at, 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 oh, when the game's on the line, when the defense needs to hold a drive and needs to keep this t- your opponent from kicking a field goal, it's accountability that gets it done. Yeah. And I think that's what you can expect from a Corey Mace defense. I think you're going to get accountable players that understand what the buy-in and expectancy is, and I think they're going to do fine once they start gelling. Love this. This is the color voice of your Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Luke Mullinder. More on the other side. We'll talk about some free agency moves from other teams in the Canadian Football League. You are listening to the Sports Cage for the Connexus Arts Center on 620 CKRM. We're talking sports on your way home. This is the Sports Cage on Sports Radio 620 CKRM. All right, 5.50 inside the sports cage. Luke Mullender on the Western Pizza Hotline here. And we've seen this in the past, the past couple of years, how the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have kind of kept the band together, if you will, re-upping their guys, keeping the same guys in-house rather than testing the free agency market. And kind of was expecting more, more of that with the Toronto Argonauts here in 2024. I mean, the team only lost two regular season games in 2023. But I'm looking at it right now. I already mentioned A.J. Olette. Uh, looks like he set the sound with your Saskatchewan Rough Riders. We got Javon Leak, all-star kick returner uh, with the Edmonton Elks. You got Jamal Peters, defensive back from the Toronto Argonauts. He's going to be in Hamilton, it looks like. And a Darius Pickett, linebacker, formerly of the Argonauts, uh, signing on with the Ottawa Red Blacks. So were you surprised at all, Luke, when you know, you've know seen all these double blue players relocating, especially after the great season that they just had in 2023 and coming off a great well, cup the year prior? No, I wasn't. I wasn't at all. And I think that, um, I think that again, I, I don't want to keep harping on it, but when you have a guy like Corey Mason, you notice how all those defenders are now really willing to leave? Mm-hmm. Right in in Toronto, like they're they're bailing, right? They're going to get their money, and they should. And, and I, I would imagine that the Argos probably gave those guys permission to say, "Hey, you need to go out and get the best offers." And found out all of a sudden these guys are getting good offers. But again, the amount of guys that are leaving, especially on defense, I mean, it's clear that once Mace left, they're like, "Hey, you know what? I, I can be as open as I." I don't think if Corey Mace is still in Toronto as their defensive coordinator, I don't think you see guys 
committing to other teams this early. I think that they would have waited a little bit longer, maybe got into free agency, had a conversation. But, yeah, again, who knows, right? Um, Who knows what's left there? And more importantly, we don't know the culture, right? You never know who who guys like to be coached by. You never know who guys gravitate towards in the locker room. And I'm not saying that they don't gravitate towards Dinwiddie, but the guys who are leaving, those are are big pieces. Those are huge pieces. Javon Lee. Man, I honestly didn't know a ton about him until we went to Touchdown Atlantic. <laughs> and when I watched him, I'm like, boy, this, this is another CFL all-star. Wait, he, he's a player now. And yeah. I, I think the world of that kid, and, and, it, and it kind of sucks that he's coming out to Edmonton because he makes them better. But you know, that's, that's the goal of every team is to get better in the offseason, right? So yeah. you can't knock him for it. Yeah, I guess we'll get to see him play more often, him being in Edmonton rather than Toronto. Uh, yeah, Winnipeg did lose a big well piece on their touch, defense, right? uh, though. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Luke. No, sorry, man. I was just saying, you just hope he doesn't play well against us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Winnipeg's uh, defense did lose a key part to Mario Houston, all-star cornerback. Looks like he's uh, signing on the dotted line with the Calgary Stampeders uh, next week yeah. if uh, the reports uh, hang true. Uh, by no surprise, though, it looks like Dalton Schoen and Brady Oliveira will be staying in Winnipeg. Uh, no surprise there, right? No. Again, Kyle Walters is just like Jeremy O'Day in that he has to keep his core guys in the locker room as well, right? Um, and here's the one thing. Demario Houston might be leaving in Winnipeg, but if there's one thing about the job Ted Govaya and um, Danny McManus have done with Kyle Walters, they've managed to find incredibly talented defensive backs as a staff. So Demario Houston losing is a gap for them, but I'm pretty sure that they have all the confidence in the world that there's two or three guys on their roster. I mean, just look at it. Just look at the guys who have spent a year in the Winnipeg system over the last few years and gone to the NFL. Um, I can't remember his name, but the last year he went to, uh, right to the Falcons from being a rookie in Winnipeg. They have done a fantastic job at finding talent, Ted Gavaya and Danny McManus, and, and having those conversations around um, administrative yeah. needs when it comes to – Kyle Walters. So, again, I don't think they're worried. I wouldn't be worried if I was them, right? They got Dalton Schoen's incredibly talented, and they got the one of the probably the best back in the league next to A.J. Ouellette back. So, Winnipeg is going to continue to be good, guys, right? The, the, as long as they continue to, to keep that staff cohesive. I really actually think that it was it was when they saw that Jordan Younger was ready to take over the defense, I think that that was something that was planned. So, they're they're clearly paying as much attention developmentally to their staff as they are their players. So again, I expect Winnipeg to be good, and I don't expect them to be that worried about losing Houston because I think they're doing a great job bringing in talent. Yeah, I remember a couple years ago. Uh, I think it was Winston Rose. It was uh, during the 2019 season. He had a huge year. Then I think he signed on with Cincinnati, and then after that, I mean, he's he's back in Winnipeg. Uh, yeah, they just keep finding defensive backs. Yeah, it's a, it's a mind-boggling. Yeah, it's like they're holding a secret DBs camp that nobody else is holding in the CFL. Yeah. Hey, uh, the the other big uh, acquisition. I mean, we've come this far in our conver- uh, in our conversation. We talked about running backs earlier with AJ Olette, but how about Willie Stanback? William Stanback looks like he's moving over uh, to the West Coast in the BC Lions. I mean, it, it's no surprise that you know he's one of the top three backs still in the Canadian Football League. No. Yeah, he's one of those guys, though, that you always 
that you always follow, but he needs to be healthy with when you, when you mention his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's on the other side of his career. I do think that when, uh, that, sorry, BC needed a running back and you can't go wrong with a guy like Stanback. I love the physicality that he plays with. Um, they've just got to do something to keep him healthy. Uh, that's obviously putting a good offensive line behind them, having talented running backs to take them off the field if they need to in second and seven plus situations. I think that they're going to get a lot out of them, but again, they're taking that risk, as you do with every great player in this league, by the way. Standback is not the only player that needs to stay healthy. Jameer Thurman also needs to stay healthy. AJ Ulet also needs to stay healthy. Jamarcus Sargis also needs to stay healthy, right? But it, the reason we bring it up with Standback is because he missed so much time last year. And you always have to remember, Zinger, this is the running back position. It's one of the most physical positions in sports. And we're starting to see those windows of windows of careers, especially highly productive careers. Those windows are getting smaller and smaller as defenses get smarter and faster. Yeah, there's no doubt. DeAndre Alford, I believe, is the one that went to Atlanta, right? The corner. There's another guy. Yeah, I think that came, that's him. Yep. That yeah, came yeah. to mind. So they are just floating out the corners. We have about a minute left here, Luke. Who uh, do you got in the Super Bowl? Coming up here Sunday, uh, Chiefs 49ers. Well, what do you got? I'm, I'm like the 90 rest of the 90 percent of football fans out there. Uh, I want both teams to lose. I will say this, you know, for as long as we saw New England dominate, they won the six like six Super Bowls. People are acting like the NFL didn't shove Giselle Bunchin down our face every single or down our throat every single opportunity you get. Right? That's like, true. I, I don't get the hysteria around Taylor Swift. Here's the one thing, though, guys. I've watched some of the media days and, and some of the hype leading into the Super Bowl, and I see all these fans. Every time somebody from KC has a, a platform, like a microphone, everybody starts booing. I don't, I don't think it's a wise thing to poke the bear. I don't think it's a wise thing that the, that the, that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to go in here feeling like they got something to prove. Because that's a dangerous team. And I think they're going to come in there angry, and that's not what I want them to do. I want to come. I want them to come and lose, having fun, and just you know enjoying the moment. That's, to me, as the week the, the week goes on, and I watch the festivities around, and I see the pro San Francisco vibe, I just feel like we're poking a polar bear and a hungry polar bear, and that's not going to turn out good for anybody. So I kind of I got the Chiefs. I'm not going. I think I, I think the Chiefs are going to find a way to pull it out. And, uh, again, they're, they're tremendously well-coached. I think the coaching uh, gap is still tilted towards Andy Reid and his staff, and their defense is playing well, too. So uh, there's only one quarterback we haven't seen succeed in the Super Bowl in this game, and it's not Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> hey, enjoy your Western pizza. I'm sure you're going to have some during Super Bowl Sunday, Luke. And, uh, oh, and uh, dude, th- I was listening to the commercial. I can't wait to chop in for some yeah, order the number two. I believe that's the the pepperoni and, and bacon. Uh, that's the most popular pizza, a Western pizza, by the way, if uh, there's a little fun fact it. for you. Number two on the I'm menu. I'm on it. There we go. Luke, thanks for the time today, man, and uh, enjoy the game on Sunday, and we'll talk to you maybe next week. Talk to you, boys. That's awesome. Cutler Voice of your Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Luke Mullinder. 
on the Western Pizza Hotline. And we are overboard here, but hey, that's the way she goes sometimes when you got great guests. This has been the Sports Cage. You can find any of the conversations if you missed them on our podcast later. It will be up later tonight. Uh, Ryan McNally, big thank you for you or to you today for the production. And uh, Regina Pats Hockey, remember, coming up tonight, 8 p.m. puck drop pregame show at 7.30 here on 620 CKRM. News is next.